once you find yeah. a dude that gets you, like <laughs> in any capacity, yeah. hang on to that person. <laughs> hang on to that person forever. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Jeff. Anthony. <laughs> no, you paused Jeff. too long. You paused too long, and I thought it was my cue. I barely paused. It could be your cue. Go ahead, buddy. No, no, no. It's okay. Go no, for it's it. your No, it's your cue now. All right. I, it was always your cue. Advertising. No, let's we go love to mine. It. Mine sounds better. We love it. No. We love it. <laughs> there's nothing we love. Right, Anthony? There's nothing you love more than getting ads directed right at you. Listen, all the time in every in every piece of media you look at, hopefully I every love, piece of architecture you pass by. Uh, I love to catch up with my favorite brands. You know this right. about me. We both share a, a genuine adoration for being bombarded at all times by the views and opinions of products that want our money. It's the Ooh, thing baby. we value highest, right? Oh, baby. I've never loved anything more in my life. But Anthony... There is one major flaw with advertising. No. No, there is. There is. There's no. one. <laughs> no, there is. One isn't. giant flaw with how much advertising we can get. You know what that flaw is, Anthony? It's what the is fact that flaw? That for hours of the day, we're sleeping. We have our eyes closed. Oh, no. We're not. There's no way to get our advertising is, to us. No. Is this some Futurama Lightspeed briefs shit? I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. I think you can agree that if there was some way. No, Jeff. To be advertised whilst sleeping. Not bachelor chow, Jeff. I don't want this. Not in my <laughs> dreams. That if your dreams could be sponsored by, oh, I don't know, the Microsoft Corporation, wouldn't that Makers be... Makers of Bing? Indeed. Indeed. Well, well, now we're talking. If there could be some sort of, I don't know, anthropomorphized paperclip that could show up in your dreams mm. and tell you about things. You ever have a sexy dream about Clippy? Because I had a sexy dream about Clippy. <laughs> I know. Not, not, not even sexy. once. Nothing sexy about Clippy, dude. Not even not That's even one hot dream about Clippy. I feel I feel like you have to be a little sadomasochistic to be into Clippy. Do you don't know because right? there's some Clippy is <laughs> Clippy is very wiggly and bendy. Oh, all curves. You're saying Clippy's all curves, dude. Where do where do the curves end with Clippy? Nowhere. <laughs> they do, never. Nowhere. Clippy's got curves in all the places. <laughs> are they right? Or are they That's wrong? True. They're certainly all pervasive. <laughs> Clippy well, always knows when you need something and even when you don't need something Clippy's there for you Clippy's a very attentive I would imagine Clippy is a very attentive lover I I think that's that's the only conclusion you can draw uh, just popping so, up whenever you whenever you need attention you know what I'm saying yeah hey so I noticed not even a single uh, not even a single dream about Clippy you've, I'm alone you've been, on this one I I'm sorry. That's an island that only you can live on. I think. I don't know. Clippy let me look island. up. Let me look up Clippy on an archive of our own. Let me go to Ao3 and see if there's any Clippy stuff because there's probably there's probably Clippy okay, stuff. Of course, there's there's everything stuff. Uh, I mean, I, there is only. Let me first. Let me first consent. This is a new browser. <laughs> let me consent to Ao3. You're just consenting. Um, no. 
No, there's yeah, nothing. Clip, there is a tag. There's a tag for Clippy on Archive on our own, but you're there's a, no. Uh, you're on an There's island. no story. You're on a. You're on a sexy, curvy Clippy Island. Is what you're on. Do you know what this tells me, Jeff? This tells me actually that there is a niche that needs to be filled. <laughs> we found Maybe. the one fetish on the internet that has not been properly catered to. Yeah, there are tens of people that I'm sure will be lining up to read your fan fiction. Something tells me, Jeff, that we're out there. And it looks like we're trying to write a letter to our love. <laughs> well, let me tell you about this article that Mark, sure. nif- nicknamed Nuffer, posted on our Discord. Ooh, old no nickname is back. He's back, asserting his hey. presence. This is an article about how some advertisers, uh, notable brands like Microsoft, Coors, Burger King, a couple of airlines... Uh, have been reaching out to scientists to try to see how they can put ads in yo dreams. Hate it. And this is based on research that has been going on for decades now. We talked actually on the show not too long ago. I think it was just a couple months ago about the uh, the people that were having conversations, doing math problems to people that were sleeping, right? And uh, we mm-hmm. kind of debunked it a bit. And, and unfortunately, this article, too, in in sciencemag.org uh, references that as if that's like established truth that we can just do math problems with people as we sleep. But when we dug into the story and we talked about it on the show, we saw that it was a very low percentage of people that they had any communication with. And the communication right. was... Very slight at best. Yeah, this was I think it was something like they got 40. What did we say? It was a 41 percent positive, like positive interaction like that they knew. Yeah. Or that seemed like an interaction. And even then it was like incredibly basic and sort of like. "Mm." Yeah, it was the it was the first inkling that there might be some way to 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 interact with people as they're sleeping. But the way this this article references it, it's like. People can solve math problems as they sleep. We've established that with lucid dreamers. It's like, eh, no, we haven't. It's not really what we've established. That's but, not you know. what we've established. But okay, go on. Anyway, go on. So you there jerks. is a uh, uh, a researcher by the name of Deirdre Barrett who has the awesome title of Harvard University Dream Researcher. That's Damn. pretty baller. That's baller, right? All the dreams, like 90% of the dreams she researches are just like taking over your father's company, <laughs> getting your trust fund earlier than expected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Being, somehow single-handedly saving the New York publishing industry <laughs> while at the same time living off of your trust fund. <laughs> Finding that extra bag of cocaine you didn't know you had. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you don't have to in, dip into your trust fund for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Back in 1993, Ms. Barrett uh, did a study with 66 college students and asked them to take uh, 10 minutes every night for a week before they went to bed and think of some personal problem or academic problem that they had, write it down and then think about it for 10 minutes before they go to bed. And it turned out that over that week, most of them had dreams that related to the thing that they were thinking about before they went to bed. Okay. I mean, sure. 
I mean, I think I feel like that's something that we've that we've sort of known the idea yeah. of the idea of of priming, right? Right. Again, this is back in 1993. She did this study, yeah. so it's been oh, around okay. a long time. In, in oh, but 2000, I knew it before that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. Uh, in 2000, the journal Science published a, a similar study in which uh, really uh, evidently very cool scientists, neuroscientists, asked people to play Tetris. Uh, for several hours before oh, bed. Oh, the so Tetris cool dreams. Yeah. The pervasive then, Tetris dreams. Yeah. You've had, I'm sure you've had dreams when you've been playing intense amounts of a, the same video game. No, that, I, I've actually read these studies. Yeah. Yeah. Where, you where, have dreams um, about those games. Haven't you experienced that? I've experienced when I was playing. I remember back in the day when I played GTA 3, I would have like intense dreams of, of, of doing sick jumps in my car. Mm hmm. So it's just it's the input jumps. that's yeah your your brain can only your brain can only process the input that it's that it's given and so when you're given your brain you know hours and hours a day of the same thing whether it's a game whether it's a movie that's why people have so many work dreams things like that but yeah. um there was also the study that showed that people that played a lot of tetris would see tetris solutions like in the world around them too right yes 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 yeah we you know uh, our brain starts contextualizing everything, you know, yeah. you, you, you put a lot of stimuli in and it sort of seeps into other parts of your life, including your dreams. So how's uh, so, Applebee's going to make me dream about riblets? Well, okay. So this year, fast forward to this year, that's the, that's the setup, right? Mm -hmm. This year, uh, Deirdre Barrett, our Harvard university dream researcher was consulted by the Coors beverage company, the Molson Coors beverage company. Uh, on an online advertising campaign that they ran during the Super Bowl. And following her instructions, Coors took 18 people and made them watch a 90-second video featuring flowing waterfalls, cool mountain air, and Coors beer right before falling asleep. And when the participants awoke from REM sleep, five of them, five of the 18, reported dreaming about Coors beer... Or seltzer, which kind of feels like a failure. <laughs> of course, it's selling you're seltzer. In the, uh, you're in the realm. You're in the realm. There's there's cool water. It's it's carbonated. It's a beverage. You're in the realm. Yeah. It's not a total failure. So here's the interesting part of this story, in my opinion. Now. There has been a lot of discussion among neuroscientists and dream researchers about the efficacy of any of this. Most of them think it's a so labor intensive and so difficult to pull off and it has such low yield that mm -hmm. it's not worth any advertiser's time. And yet Microsoft, Burger King, several yeah. airlines have actively sought out these people to try to sort of invest some money into figuring this out. So what has happened, what this article is actually about is a group of these scientists have signed a petition to try to regulate the practice of dreams for tizing. That's a, that's a term I'm coining, but I'm sure yeah. it's going to catch on. I was going to say, they I was going to say they didn't come up with that term. Did they advert dreaming? Is that better? 
Dreams Ooh. for Tizing. Advertising? Advert dreaming is interesting because it, I mean, it kind of sounds like the advertorials that you get in like airline mm. magazines, yeah, which are already yeah. advertorials. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when the airline stops advertising for the airline and starts advertising for a different company, but they make it look like a like an article. I think you know. This is like many many moons ago. We talked about the petition, the UK petition to stop killer robots. Right. Right. Yes. Where at the time, and, they're like, there's still no si- real since, killer AI. Since that has happened, not a single killer robot. So think about that. At least not QED. a legally sanctioned one. You say the petition's useless. I say no killer robots since the petition. So but that's, but that's sort of what I'm saying is like, if you can get everybody on board to pre-regulate something, so many of the problems that we have in the world today are because we didn't think far enough ahead about technology, right? That's true. That's One of the true. reasons still, still biting us in the ass right now because the internet is just no one thought there was anything. All of our yeah. lawmakers were like, I don't understand. Still, still they say, I don't get how they what's the clicks. I don't understand. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, even the even your setup for this whole thing where it's like, don't you love it when brands are all pervasive and they can be everywhere? I mean, part of the part of that is because there was no thinking about technology and thinking about the Internet. Now we're being now all of our personal information is being tracked. Now advertisers advertisers can own media outlets online in ways that they can't in print because we don't have the same journalistic rules governing online publications that we do in print. There's a lot of stuff that's going on right now because we didn't think about this. So, I mean, like, look, can somebody make me dream about Pop-Tarts right now? You don't have to. I already am. But (laughs) can you make me? Clippy having sex on a Pop-Tart. Oh, my God, on a giant novelty Pop-Tart bed? (laughs) That's a pretty good dream. I'll tell you what, uh, Jeff, if nothing else, that dream is aesthetic. You know what I mean? That dream is aesthetic uh, as fuck. I think we just came up with a killer product over and above the dream thing, like a novelty Pop-Tart bed or at least novelty Pop-Tart bedding I know. where you have the top, the top comforter layer is the icy, uh, the icy uh, frosting you know, bre- breaded portion. And then you pull mm-hmm. back the covers and there's like a purple gooey looking. Yeah. Yeah. sheet comforter comforter is frosting and sprinkles top sheet is uh is breading breaded yeah, pastry your con- your con- confection right fitted fitted sheet is the fruit filling this is genius can i tell you something jeff uh i a couple years ago for the uh for the movie solo a Star Wars story. Mm. Uh, we did we did a thing for we did a thing with the Solo Cup Company where we had Smart. Solo. That's just the, that writes itself. Yeah, where we had uh, <laughs> the original ILM model makers build a Millennium Falcon out of Solo cups. Brilliant. Very cool. It was a fun day. Everybody got paid. You know what I mean? It's kind. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, cool. Yeah. And yeah. and it was it was fun. And uh, probably better than the movie. The solo cup. Hey, fuck off, man. I don't have time to get into this with you. Solo is a good movie. So um, the woman who was there from Solo Cups, who was the brand manager for Solo Cups, Solo 
owns the Jazz Cup. Do you know what the Jazz Cup is, Jeff? I have never heard of the Jazz Cup. The Jazz Design is the design on the paper cup that is the purple and blue swooshy. Oh, the thing that everyone has seen, but no one has registered in their mind. That is the Jazz Cup. Everybody, a couple years ago, started making like merch that looked like the jazz cup, like sweater, <laughs> like sweatshirts and shit. And you can like, yeah. people were using it. People like you could get like, uh, uh, D skins for your, like for your consoles and shit that looked like the jazz cup. Cause it's a very, like, I don't know. People just decided it was a nineties yeah. ubiquitous thing that yeah. we all know. And it's kind of cool and, and retro. And I remember her telling me, I was like, damn, are you guys like making so much money off this jazz cup stuff? And she was like, it's all, it's all unlicensed. She's like, it's all unauthorized. And she's like, and I, I, you know, she's like, and I tried to explain to the company, like how, how we should get ahead of it and we should be making, but they're like, we're not a, we're not a merch company. We're a paper goods company. We don't need to do this. And like, they didn't, they've never thought about licensing out jazz, the, the design. Um, and so people were making billions on this, Jeff, we need to get a hold of Kellogg's right now before the pop tart boom. Well, it sounds like your whole thesis there is that we don't need to get a hold of Kellogg. We can just start making money and they'll be like, I don't know. I guess a bunch of people made a lot of money unlicensed on their stuff. You know what? You're right. Fuck Arthur Kellogg and his weird fucking homophobic things. Yeah. Dude, I think this is a billion dollar idea, especially if we advertise it in people's dreams. Okay. So can can I tell you what I'm so mad at when it comes to this? What? I have no doubt in my mind that one day we will have the technology to control our dreams. And I also have no doubt in my mind that that technology will only come to pass because of a shifty corporate advertising based initiative. Right. Cause that's what the money is. Yeah. It will either be that or the military and right. they will both be like dope. Let's propaganda the fuck out of these brains. <laughs> right. You, That's how we have hey, advances do you have is that people dream? spend money on it. Do you want to have that fancy dream that you always want where you and Clippy are, uh, are, are partners in crime fighters, but also partners in love? And I'm not saying that that's ever happened to anybody. I'm just saying maybe that's your dream. This is a hypothetical. Yeah, but do now you, you can have pay that for it. Yeah, do yes, you have I that do. dream? You can, you can have that dream. I want that dream. Like, can, is there an app you're need I can a mid-roll. download? You're going to need a mid-roll ad. Oh, always. Always a mid-roll. In the there's going to be a there's going to be a pre-roll and 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 a post-roll and a mid-roll. You know what's funny though, Jeff, is they'll never just like on YouTube, they'll never get me for the post-roll cuz I'm out before they roll the post-roll. I'm just going to wake up. Smart. That's how you stick it to the man, Anthony. That's well how done. I stick it to the man. I only watched I only had two of their three subliminal ads put into my <laughs> mind when well, I had what? no defense against them. For a low monthly fee, you can mm. have ad-free dreams if you want. Whoa. That in and of itself is sort of the dream, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the, the, the thrust of this is that it is really not possible, nor does it seem financially feasible. And yet, these neuroscientists who signed this petition say that just because something is impossible today doesn't mean it won't be possible tomorrow. Now, let me illustrate the vision of the future that they foresee. Oh, no. They foresee a day in the not too distant future when folks like you and I, I think you, definitely I, 
mm -hmm. uh, who own Amazon Echo devices, mm -hmm. Google Home devices. <sighs> oh, no. Uh, as those things know that you are sleeping, no. they will start playing messages that are no. incepting your dreams with advertising and that these no. companies who you've got these smart speakers that sort of know your lifestyle, know your wants and desires, know when you're, you are sleeping and they know when you're awake. Uh, it's, it's like Santa Claus in your house. And what they, do you think the melody of that song is? <laughs> I didn't want to get sued by Santa. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's very litigious. The elves? You got elves all to right. do his bidding all the time. There's lawyer elves. Tell me there aren't lawyer elves. There I are. can't. I can't tell you that with any amount of confidence. Uh, anyway, so th they envision a future where millions and millions of people who've got these smart devices in their house and they're just blithely sleeping, you know, resting their weary heads uh, in their kerchief and eye in my cap. Hey, I don't know. people who work at large corporations, just just stop pitching things like this. Cause just <laughs> hey, let's all just agree, okay? Because the large faceless corporation, sure, we all understand is evil, and there's evil from the top, and it trickles down and whatever. But we all have a lot of sympathy for people for for those of us who have to work at these large corporations, right? We all get it. You got to make yeah. money. You got to pay your bills. You got to live your life. Hey, people who work at these large corporations. Just stop pitching these things. But Anthony, how do you continue to grow? You got to have growth. And if you don't, if you have used Just up all the though. usable advertising Just hours in someone's waking day, there's only one untapped frontier. Hey, people you know in saying? advertising. Just don't <laughs> like, just, just stop. Let's all agree. Hey, let's all agree right now, right here. On the, as we're all listening to this podcast, let's just agree that we're going we're gonna to suggest 50% fewer evil things at work because we're afraid and we're pressured. Because if, if we all decide that, then all productivity will be down. And then this is the grading on a curve thing. I need everybody to do a little less, a little less well at work than they could yeah that's good it lowers the lowers the curve for everybody lowers the curve for everybody and we could yeah. all do 50 percent less evil do you know what i mean <laughs> it would be nice it'd be nice if we just all agreed like let's just all dial it back a bit you know that'd be nice yeah maybe we don't need to aggressively go after every every moment that somebody's brain <laughs> is active to sell <laughs> coors beer like maybe <laughs> <laughs> like maybe there could be a few minutes a day where we're not actively trying to sell somebody Coors beer. I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, well, now that you say it that way, <laughs> what if, you know, what if you were unaware that Coors beer was available for purchase, you know, and that it was refreshing and bottled in Boulder, Colorado. No, in golden Colorado. Golden. Golden, Bol Golden Boulder. Hey, this is what uh, Tori Nielsen, a dream researcher at the University of Montreal, who did not sign the statement warning okay. everyone, you know, this, abstained right, from a, re requesting oversight in this department. Um, 
Tori Nielsen said uh, that his colleagues have a legitimate concern, but, quote, I am not overly concerned, just as I am not concerned that people can be hypnotized against their will. He says, says the hypnotized researcher. He said, he said, I am not sure. I'm not worried about this, just like I'm not worried about a delicious beer company controlling my mind and telling me to spread their lies in the press. Yeah. Just as I'm not concerned about the freshness of my Coors Light because of its born on date. Just because I woke up yesterday as a chicken and have lived my life starting yesterday as a chicken ever since that moment that person snapped their fingers i have no concerns i choose to be a chicken that talks about cores for a living i choose this uh, but my favorite part of the quote is um if this happens whether or not our dreams can be modified would likely be the least of our worries <laughs> Fuck. He says that. I mean, never has somebody stated something so close to our thesis statement. It's so true. Never has somebody been more aligned with us. If it does indeed happen and no regulatory actions are taken to prevent it, then I think we will be well on our way to a big brother state. Whether or not our dreams can be modified would likely be the least of our worries. Oh. Oh, then we'll be on our way to a big brother state. Oh, then. That's the one. It just it's we're good until they start controlling our dreams. <laughs> then then we really need to discuss it. Other but before that we're good. I mean the interesting science part here is that there has been some inroads in getting people to uh dream about things and as we've said just anecdotally we can all relate to the idea of having something on your mind during the day and then dreaming of it at night. But mm-hmm. I think the bigger takeaway is that it's super difficult to reliably affect dreams. Like even when these people are doing these studies with willing participants, people who intend to have this happen, only a fraction of them actually report having the dream. So I don't think we have as much control over this or external control over our dreams as it might lead you to believe. Well, because I mean, they're... They're trying to they're trying to force they're trying to force you down one path of thought. And it's like if I line 10 people up and I say, "Okay, I'm going to say a word, say the first word that comes to your mind. And the word that I say is dog. Some people are going to say bark. Some people are going to say food. Some people are going to some people are going to say cat. And it's like, Yeah. yeah, you can you can be like. You can't you can't control someone's I mean, not yet. You can't control someone's thoughts. But, you know, it looks like they're getting there is what I'm saying. (laughs) It looks like they're slowly they're making those first baby steps. So, yeah. And the disturbing part is that actual corporations are actually approaching these people thinking it's a good idea. That is that is a little disturbing. Like they name brands that are like, hey, you know, we reached out and asked these scientists to see, you know, what's the possibility here? Do you know what that means? That means those companies have spent just like the limit of money yeah that is on every other possible type of advertising and media where it's like we're literally everywhere there's nowhere else to be yeah uh that so says you i'm trying i'm trying to train dolphins to to teach our brand our teach recognition of our logo to deep sea creatures yeah yeah 
I want to I want to find out the other six things that they came up with that week. You know, like when they were like, let's reach out to the dream people, maybe find out if people will, you know, tattoo our logo on their face or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe there's some way we can uh, force people to name their children after us. You know what? Like, I mean, what all that the- shit's been done already, though. Yeah, it's so true. All that shit's been done already. Like I've 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 read gimmicky stuff about all that. You know, there's just no, there's no untapped frontier is what you're saying. We've, we are peak advertising space, the ocean and our dreams. <laughs> that's where they're going next. So the, that's the, my trilogy of novels, space, the ocean, space, and the our ocean dreams. and my dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is terrible. I, I, it seems like with the, with the speed at which they're moving forward, I will thankfully be dead and in the ground before they can take my dreams from me. <laughs> oh, they're advertising to the dead. Also, there's some, I forgot to mention Fuck. that part. <laughs> oh, well, I love Pepsi. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of advertising, give us money. Oh yeah. We don't have any advertising yet or any money yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Hey, did you know that if you want to uh, that if you want to support the show, we got cool ways for you to do that. And you're going to you're going. Oh, boy, buddy, you're going to love them like a delicious Coors Light uh, for just a dollar <laughs> a month or more. You can join our discord, uh, which is a community server where you can talk about all kinds of things, not just episodes of the show, but uh, games and science news and all ki- your people are posting photos of their uh, beautiful, beautiful pets and all of the wonderful wonderful things technology great great channels wonderful uh, wonderful discussions going on good people, for just a dollar a month and every single one of the messages in the discord has a born on date mm-hmm. so you know that those it's messages fresh. are fresh gotta be fresh and, and bottled directly on our server uh and then <laughs> as you give a little bit more money uh you can get more things like uh like bonus episodes bonus audio those little discussions that were uh that were ending in the beginning of an episode yeah, you want to hear all those? Of them. The entire thing. You can, you can hear them. They weren't good enough be, for our show, but they can be good enough for you. Hey, <laughs> we're not advertisers, clearly, <laughs> but we do need you to give us your money. So head to Patreon.com/slash/WeHaveConcerns and find out how. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. One or two. Ooh, I love this part. I'm going two. Going big two today. Two. Okay, Jeff is going with number two, which means if you want to know what story was number one, uh, join our Patreon, and I'm going to do a little bonus video on it. Uh, but this story was put on the Discord by Greg Crumbless. Thank you, Greg. I believe a first-timer. Yeah, I don't recognize that name. Thank you, Greg. And Greg posted something talking about evolution. Mm, yes. We love evolution. It's like our favorite evolution. Oh, Think of all the volutions <laughs> that you can. Convolution? We don't. Yeah. Nobody likes convolution. Nobody likes when things are convoluted. No, no way. simplify that shit. Yeah, evolution. Unless it's is a what French farce or a Looney Tunes cartoon, then convoluted is good. Yeah, but those are. I mean, there's an exception to everything. Evolution. We're we're for it. I'm just gonna go ahead and say we're for it. We are. Let's continue. I'm gonna, it, in listen, fact. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a strong stance. We we don't like to take strong stances here on our science uh, podcast, but 
Because we're not political, but... No, no, almost never. We're, we're pro-evolution. In fact, we, have, we don't think evolution has gone far enough. Oh, let's, God, Let's no. continue it. Let's keep it moving. Let's push it. In fact, let's, let's speed it up. Come on. Oh, Jeff. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Is that what we're talking because about? Speed it along? That is exactly what we're talking about. And let me tell you something, buddy. Much like, much like the magic, which was inside you all along. Yes. It turns out we're already speeding up evolution. <gasps> Let's turbocharge that shit. Baby, we're hitting the NOS. Fast nine, only in theaters. <laughs> hashtag family. Hashtag, hashtag evolution. Hashtag family. Hashtag evolution. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hey, does this mean yeah. I'm going to get wings pretty soon? Or like super speed or I don't know, a third arm? What are we talking? Well, Jeff, here's the thing. So there's, there's physical evolution, but yeah. there's a new study that was just published by the, uh, universe, the School of Biology and Ecology at the University of Maine in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B. Nice. Yeah. So you know this is the good shit. Yeah. I mean, I like the ro- Proceedings of the Royal Society A personally, but... Besides, hey, good too. You know what? The, this is the, this is for the deep cut of science. Yeah, I like you know it. what I mean? I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their study says that basically our evolution is happening culturally, and we are culturally evolving as one large organism, society. <laughs> Ooh, I, I was about to say boring, but then you said one large organism, and that does sound cool. Right? Yeah. What if I told you we are, we are because of society and because of our, our actual culture, we are evolving culturally faster than we could ever hope to evolve physically. Now, this to is the because... point where we may not even need to evolve physically anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay. So the, uh, let me see if I can uh, restate the thesis here. Yeah. For the vast majority of human existence, as we evolved, we were so disconnected that little pockets of things would happen and little, you know, Cro-Magnon would would uh, branch off from uh, Homo sapiens sapien and all these things Mm -hmm. would happen. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. one day. Mr. Steve Jobs invented the Internet. Yeah. And we were all connected globally. Yeah. uh, By some sort of worldwide web if you will. Mm. And now because of the information superhighway, mm. we, we are, we are actually functioning as one interconnected organism rather than pockets of disconnected cultures. Baby, you couldn't have said it better. Think about it, Jeff, you and me out in the wild hundreds of years ago, we would have been dead just based on our eyesight, right? We were born with yeah. bad eyes. We were, yes, God damn it. But then you and me got lasers shot in our eyes. Yeah. And now we're mighty hunters. That couldn't have happened. Without Mr. Steve Jobs inventing Without it. Without Mr. Steve Jobs and Mr. Alfred Gore. So, <laughs> and of course, a shout out to uh, Mark Marin for inventing the podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. That's basically what we're talking. And the idea of eyeglasses, right, had to spread slowly through culture. The idea of somebody Mm. creates a farming implement 
in one in one small village it takes time for it to spread across the world right right so yeah uh, on a on a um, far historical version of that is literally like farming techniques are developed by one culture the mayans can do something that the egyptians can't etc etc and then later on it becomes stuff like you know we get on a ship and we bring a spice to another region that didn't have it before. And now we're planting spices. But now all of that is instantaneous. There is no barrier between uh, when one part of the world knows something and another part of the world knows something. Exactly. Right? And and the biggest example of this that they give, uh, that Dr. Woods, uh, Wood gives in this study, is, okay, you think about the last 18 months. Think about a virus, right? Mm. In previous times, well, we know who's going to, we know how you get rid of a virus. Everybody dies who can't survive the virus. <laughs> right. And then yeah. everybody's immune to the virus, right? <laughs> yeah. And by yeah. definition, once everybody who's not immune to the virus is dead, everybody who survived is immune to the virus. And then right. you pass that along. Um, but that's slow, right? And that, kills off a large number of us. And even you think about 1918, you think about, you think about swine flu, you think about things like that takes years to develop a vaccine. We had a vaccine in less than a year this time. Right. Because the whole world was working on it. Our global societal organism has evolved Mm. a better immune system. Wow. That's a cool as that's, an individual. That's a really cool way to to think about it. Yeah. It, it makes we, you it makes it seem way cooler than, <laughs> than it actually is. <laughs> I mean, I think it is way cool. And I think the I think the thing that's like, you know, the thing that's interesting about this is there uh, there were a couple different, you know, uh, so first of all, things like things like evolving to be taller and things like that. There were obviously advantages to it, but it takes generations and generations and generations. You know, you look at a yeah. you look at a house from 250 years ago and it's like, oh, the tallest person they ever saw was five eight. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and some of that was genetic and like we're just at the taller, healthier people or whatever. But some of that was also just like, hey, we're spreading we're spreading the wealth of food around better. More people mm. are eating. More people yeah. are healthy. So people are just living to be taller because they're not as malnourished and things like that. Right. Now right. we're getting to the point where people may not need to get taller. There may be no reason for it. People may not well, need to uh, uh, think about it. We have not bred out bad eyesight in any way. We don't need right. to. Right. Yeah. We've compensated for it in a different manner. But I yeah, think you're so, forgetting the vital function that basketball plays in our society. Mm. I mean, in in the 1850s, very few people were playing basketball, you know, no. so they didn't need to be tall. Because uh, very few people could afford a peach basket. <laughs> exactly. And and how would you even put it up that high? You know, you would have to get you would have to ask your uh, your local robber baron for one of his peach <laughs> baskets. And then by using that peach basket, you would then be indentured to him to work in the factory for another right. nine years. But it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it to see your to see your child, your polio stricken child. Yeah. Throw one medicine ball at a peach basket before they keel over. <laughs> It was the dream. It was, it was the, the dream. dream. They dreamed. It was yeah. they, they called themselves the dream team. And it was <laughs> it was nine kids. 
Yeah. In, so anyway, uh, I, think, I think you're. I think you know. We still need tall people for the the basketball. Sure, and 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 if it, if it wasn't for tall people, what would shorter people lie about on dating apps? Exactly, their what age. Would, what would what would short kings <laughs> lie about on dating apps? <laughs> Shout out to all my fellow short kings. Um, but I think this is very. I think this is very interesting in that. Uh, uh, something that is not advantageous, something that is a disadvantage physically, right? Does not mean, and we and we see this too with like, uh, you know, there are there are people that are living with diseases these days that even twenty thirty years ago, their life expectancy would have been much shorter. And it's not right. that we evolved genetically for that disease to go away, right? Right. We are we simply technology, technologically. I think, but I think that isn't the logical progression of that line of thinking about how evolution has shifted from a bioorganic evolution to a sort of technological cultural evolution. Isn't mm-hmm. the logical progression of that that robots will replace us all, and that that's the next evolutionary step of life on this planet? Yeah. So uh, one of the things that the, one of the co-authors was talking about was. Um, when you are when you work in evolutionary science, everybody is talking about what is the next evolutionary transition state, right? Like we call key transition states are things that have had uh, huge effects on the pace and direction of evolution, right? Um, so things like the first cells with DNA that was the first yeah. big evolutionary transitional state, right? And then uh, cells that have like organelles and, you know, all the, the, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, you know, like all right, these things right. that started evolving. Um, but then like, you know, changing into different plants, plants versus animals, all these things. Uh, these are all the plants big versus zombies. Yeah. Plants or zombies. What's happening? Each of these <laughs> events change the way that evolution acts. And this might be, the beginning of yet another evolutionary transformation and the evolutionary transformation might be cultural. It, mm. it's still, we still may evolve genetically, but the key transition of this may be that genetics is no longer going to be the deciding factor of our evolution. We are right. Well, that makes we sense. We will get to taller me. if we decide we need to get taller. We will get right. faster I'll, I'll if inject, we decide we need to get faster. I'll inject the tall gene you know, or, into my or kids building, or whatever. Right. Yeah, Maybe we yeah. don't change the gene. Maybe we just build an exoskeleton. Well, it, it makes the, it makes complete sense to me, right? Because the whole, the whole process of evolution, natural selection means that the reason things evolve is because stuff dies off that can't survive. And the, the things that are more suited to the environment that prolong life, that allow things to pass their genes along to the next generation is the stuff that gets refined and refined and refined over generation after generation. So if we're no longer dying off because of our flaws, if we could just wear eyeglasses instead of dying because we can't see a predator, Mm -hmm. then there's no reason, there's no way for natural selection to select out the people who can't see. Exactly. It just doesn't happen. So technology is, you know, it's almost a semantic argument, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it, I think it is semantics, but I think I think the point of the study is that these semantics are going to become important, particularly mm. in this field of study, because we will get to a point where it's like, 
you could argue that humans are no longer evolving or that we have moved beyond the need for genetic evolution. But it's like, okay, but now we need to think about evolution in a different way because we right. move beyond one type of evolution. I think the other thing of this study, I mean, obviously this is, this is a study that's just kind of looking at the data and presenting the things that they've seen. Uh, I now think it's time for, for people who work in the, in the softer sciences, uh, people who work in sort of uh, anthropology, sociology, things like that, to kind of pick up this ball and be like, okay, what does that mean uh, with economic disparity? What does that yeah. mean uh, with climate change? What does that mean uh, with, with, sort of, with sort of developing nations and things like that? Do they get yeah. left out of human evolution? Does the working right. class get left out of human evolution? Or do they only get working class uh, benefit, like working class evolutions? Like, oh, mm. yeah, Amazon gave me lifting elbows. So I can work in the <laughs> right. warehouse, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that sort of stuff. Yeah. And how does that affect the human race? Well, it is interesting too, if you, you know, it's a very sort of hippie, I suppose, way of looking at it. But if, if this framework of thinking can really catch on and you could, people could express us as one big organism, one big global mm. organism, maybe that paradigm shift in the mind could lead to a lot more benefit to all the people you're talking about if you, if you stop thinking about it as me as this singular entity and you as a different entity and all of us are you know are one big global thing that's evolving together that it, my things that benefit you also benefit me it could lead to a lot of i think yeah progress Oh, for sure. I, and I think there's a recontextualizing, like you want to talk about semantics. If there was a way to start, to start getting people thinking about it less in terms of like, woo, globalism and more in terms of like, no, we need to think of this as, as a holistic system. Right. 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 Uh, it's not that like, why should I give from this culture to this, to, to these people who can't help us in some way and blah, blah, blah. But you need to think about like, Hey, just like in a larger system, in our immune system, this yeah. part of the body is getting attacked. If this right. part of the body gets attacked, and there are people that say this, but they say this in terms of their own sort of economists warn us that if, uh, you know, if a particular country in Africa has another economic collapse or in Central America has an economic collapse, it will move to us because of this, right? Right, right. Um, but people don't think in terms, maybe people don't think in terms of economics, maybe people don't think in terms of sociology, things like that. But if you can be like, hey, if this part gets sick in 20 years, everyone is sick. It, it really is an interesting moment that we all lived through. I, I know you already contextualize it in terms of the COVID situation, but mm -hmm. no, nowhere is there more a direct example of this, of, hey, the entire planet is interconnected and in order for us to survive this pandemic everybody sort of has to the well-being of everyone on earth is connected to everyone else on earth in this singular moment and it's undeniable right yeah i think yeah. that's it's a unique opportunity to recontextualize it that way i think and, and we only and we only barely recontextualize it that way right right there's a reason there's a reason we have four vax four vaccines out there still even yeah. though one has proved itself to be the most efficacious. There's a reason right. why. And the reason why the United States, you know, 
has all the virus, has all the vaccines. And uh, a lot of the country, a lot of countries are still suffering. It's unfortunate. Yeah, so, it, it, it comes down because right now we're still thinking as singular entities. We're still thinking right. as, as and particularly capitalistic entities, right? Like yeah. the, the fact that the fact that the president of the United States had to get on the phone and be like, like, why are you arguing about who gets paid what when X yeah. number of people are dying every day? How do we make right. this happen just so people stop dying and you can still yeah. have your patent? You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and there are larger problems to solve, but they're. But you're right in that that moment should be a very uh, educational moment for us all. That's like, oh, one big system, one big organism. Yeah. How do we make everything better for everyone? I think it's cool. I think it's a cool <laughs> idea. It's super cool. Just the, just the idea of thinking about evolution as this thing that has expanded from an individual organism level to a cultural level is such a, a neat way of viewing it. Uh, yeah, it really changed my perspective. So, so it's such an easy way to think about it. You go, oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool, crazy. Cool it's cool. Uh, so thank you uh, once again to, uh, to Greg for his, for his submission. Uh, if you want to submit an article to us, if you've seen something that you think we'd find interesting, great place to do it. Like we said, is on that Patreon, uh, on the discord. So just head to patreon.com slash we have concerns and join up the, on the discord. We've got a science news channel that is absolutely wonderful. You can also email it to us at we have concerns show at gmail.com. That's a great place to do it. And we do, uh, we do still occasionally check that subreddit, which is we have concerns concerns.reddit.com that we do mostly let y'all uh, run yourselves over there it's real lord of the flies over on the reddit as i believe reddit desires to be and as it should be <laughs> until yes. the end of time uh amen if you want to hear the yeah. by the way speaking of that uh of that uh, patreon if you want to hear what story i did not choose this week i'm going to be talking about it uh over on a video that you can pick up this friday if you are a patron so look out for that right on Should we say something else or do we feel like we said it all? Uh, you know, felt like there was a pregnant pause there that needed something else, but also uh, that's all we needed to say. Yeah. So. We should have, I think we should have had confidence. Maybe I should have had the confidence to let that pause go. I said we, but I don't want to pull you into my thing. Maybe one last uh, plug for Coors? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely go buy some Coors. It's from the Colorado Rockies, which is how you know it's beer. <laughs> awesome.